It's the show the establishment warned you about. That's right. It's the Dr. Tommy Show. Welcome back. Broadcasting from the free state of Florida in Tampa, Florida from Echelon Health Studios. We thank you for joining us. If you want to learn more about Dr. Tommy's show, go to drtommy.com slash podcast. I've recently revamped the pod, podcast website, so you may find that enjoyable. And I'm here with Tracy today. Hello. How are you? Uh, we uh, come up on election season here in Tampa, just like everybody else all over the country. And uh, Senator Marco Rubio last night, I think it was last night, debated mm-hmm. Val Demings. And then we have Governor DeSantis coming up. He's going to be de- debating Charlie Crist. So we'll tune into that. It's mm-hmm. Monday, we think, right? It is definitely <clears throat> Monday, the 24th. I just don't know um, what time and I don't know <clears throat> what station. Uh, yeah, but I think it'll be a good one. It's going to be the first and only debate. Yeah, I've um, never seen a Governor DeSantis debate, so... It may um, be a first. Um, I don't know if there's ever been two people debating for the Florida governorships who were who were both former no, former a former Republican governor debating a current Republican governor. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Some interesting stuff in the news recently. One of the things I put on the new podcast website, if you want to go to it, is uh, about this Franken-COVID that they created in the lab in Boston University. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. They created this lab uh, strain of COVID using the spike protein from the original COVID. No, I'm sorry. Using the spike protein from the current Omicron COVID and combined it with the the bad part of the original COVID, which was the envelope along with the DNA that made it so deadly or more deadly than this one. Yeah. What's the point? I don't know what the point was. The point was they said in their lab in their um, release was they wanted to prove or, or further understand that it was actually not the spike protein that caused the problem with the COVID virus, but the actual uh, DNA, which I think makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds scary to, um, this has an 80% kill rate, right? That's what it says. It says it's from daily, daily mail, UK daily mail outrages. Boston university creates COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate. Researchers added Omicron spike protein to the original Wuhan COVID strain. Omicron spike is highly mutated, which made it most infectious variant ever. Eight in 10 mice infected with a lab created strain died at Boston university lab. Wait, say that last part? Eight in ten of the oh. mice infected right. with the lab-created strain died at the Boston University lab. And they said that, it says here, U- U.S. researchers have developed a new lethal COVID strain in the lab, echoing the type of experiments many fear started the pandemic. The mutant variant, which is a hybrid of Omicron original, killed 80% of the mice infected with it. When a similar group of rodents were exposed to the standard Omicron strain, however, they all survived and experienced only mild symptoms. Mm. So this is great. So Let's this, hope it doesn't leak from their lab. Or hope hope there's no wet markets in uh, Boston. Yeah. Bat where they markets, eat, where they where eat bats. bats. It said here that the... Uh, the reason for it was to see uh, researchers attached that Omicron spike protein, the original wild type strain that it first emerged at the start of the pandemic. And they wanted to see how the mice fared with a new hybrid compared to the Omicron variant. And they all did this in a quote, biosafety cabinet and enclosed ventilated workspace for handling materials contaminated with pathogens. 
So we should all feel safe now. But isn't this what they were saying is uh, what people were saying that how the Wuhan virus was first created was in a lab in Wuhan where the lab mm-hmm. Wuhan virus lab is. Yeah. Even John Stewart said that, right? Right. Right. So why I don't understand why they'd want to make this virus when we, they, we I mean, I feel like they don't even have, um, you know, current coronavirus right now. I feel like they don't completely understand it. Mm-hmm. Why go and make a new virus? It said that the uh, it says the new research has not been peer reviewed. Uh, blah blah blah. They said that the 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 virus has been getting less infectious over time, which is what viruses typically do. Mm-hmm. So viruses, like they said. Like what people said was when this first came out that the virus would mutate to become more infectious and less deadly. Mm-hmm. People have predicted that and exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. But now they're going back and they're saying, well, let's take the more infectious one and combine it with the more deadly one. So they're playing with, they're playing God basically with viruses. And like you said, hopefully it doesn't leak out because then it could kill all of us. Yeah. pretty. It's pretty scary. Uh, but yeah, going back to the Spanish flu, they didn't have the vaccine then. So for two years, you know, people, I mean, a lot of people died from uh, the Spanish flu, but mm-hmm. you know, people uh, got immune to it. You know, those that survived and then eventually it just went away. Actually, well, the Spanish flu though is still around. Isn't what we have the flu virus that is a seasonal flu from the Spanish flu. Is it? I think so. Okay. I don't think flu existed before then. Okay. So, like, we're going to have COVID for now? They just don't refer to it as the Spanish flu anymore. No, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened, was what the Spanish flu became is what we have called now the flu. Okay. And so what we're going to have with COVID is the same thing. COVID is going to be like in 50 years, oh, you have COVID or you have, I don't even know they're going to call it COVID. Because the flu, the thing about the flu is the flu is still really, you get it as very debilitating. Mm-hmm. COVID has become less debilitating than the flu. Yes. Yes. Now, now, yes. Overall. I mean, there's still people that have a hard time with it and some people still die from it, but overall COVID is less debilitating than the average flu. Right. Um, I wonder how many people are, are dying from COVID now. I haven't stayed up with it, so I don't know. I don't know. It's always hard to tell because we don't know how many people are dying from COVID or dying with COVID because they've been so, uh, they've been so sketchy with their statistics. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I don't even know. I haven't stayed up with it. I don't know um, really if anyone's died yet of the flu this year. I don't know. I don't know. They don't report that kind of stuff. But in case there's like lockdowns of Boston, you know what the hell happened, right? Yeah. Another kind of weird thing that they are doing in science, and this is from, I heard this on Glenn Beck yesterday. This is from the BBC. Lab-grown brain cells play video game Pong. So it says here that researchers have grown brain cells in a lab that have learned to play the 1970s tennis-like video game Pong. Isn't that crazy? It is. That is a crazy story. (laughs) They say that the, quote, mini brain can sense and respond to its environment. And it says the research team grew human brain cells from stem cells and some some from mouse embryos to a collection of 800,000. So... These crazy scientists said, okay, let's take some human stem cells. Let's turn them into brain cells, which is crazy in and of itself. And then let's combine those brain cells with some mouse embryos and see what the hell happens. Mm -hmm. And so they they did that. And then they said, 
All right, then they connected this mini brain to the video game via electrodes, revealing which side the ball was on and how far from the paddle. So this is what Pong looks like. It's a very basic video game. It's a, a little, basically pixels of a ball, and then it bounces back and forth with, uh, against a paddle. This was the very first Pong. Pong became even better after this. But anyway, then somehow they hooked electrodes to it in this this brain learned it's it's incredible in response the cells produced electrical activity of their own they expended less energy as the game continued but when the ball passed a paddle and the game restarted with the ball at a random point they expended more recalibrating to the new unpredictable situation the mini the mini brain learned to play in five minutes it (laughs) often missed the ball but its success rate was well above random chance so what are we going to do with this? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds scary though. Although with no consciousness, although with no consciousness, it does not know if it's playing pong in the way a human player would. The researchers stress. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this thing learned in five minutes. This crazy collection of brain cells that you guys just threw in a petri dish. It learned in five minutes how to play a video game, which probably the president of the United States currently would have a hard time playing. And now you're going to say, don't have to worry about it. It has no consciousness and this is, it's not going to go on. How do they know that? I don't know. I'll tell you what though. That's pretty scary. It says they may use the treatment to, uh, they may eventually be used for treatments for Alzheimer's disease. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And and hopefully it doesn't turn into some type of crazy ass, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau mutant alien that kills us all. Yeah. Person goes crazy. Yeah. This is a weird thing that we stumbled across this morning. It's actually, uh, where is it here? Where is it? It's about this uh, teacher. Isn't that it? Right. That's her picture. That's the far. Okay. Here's the back part. This is from Fox News. Ohio softball softball coach pleads guilty after sleeping with student and begs student not to tell. A former Ohio high school teacher's assistant and softball coach has pleaded guilty to charges related to a sexual relationship with a student she reportedly begged the student not to tell authorities about. That's a weird sentence. Ashley Rison, 31, an employee at New New Miami High School, is facing five years in prison after pleading guilty Wednesday to sexual battery and gross sexual imposition in response to allegations she had sex with a 17-year-old student. Why is it battery? I, I mean, know. did she hold him down and beat I think the him? only thing you could, as far as I know, the only thing that you could try this person for would be statutory rape, right? I mean, I don't think that would be rape. No, but statutory rape just means that you had sex with a minor. Isn't that what statutory rape is? Doesn't mean you, you forced yourself or had sexual batteries. No, but just, I mean, gosh, is he considered a minor? He's 17 years old. We don't even know if it's a he, though. We assume it's a he. Yeah, I assume it's a boy. It says, it says it's a 17-year-old student. Okay. Well, that's true. But I um, I just assumed that it was a boy or a man. Yeah. But 17 years old? Prosecutors say that Ryzen is not being charged with, quote, rape by force and is believed that she is engaged in criminal activity with only one victim. If this is a boy and this is this teacher and she's, I mean, she's not like, uh, you know, she doesn't look like Gretchen Whitmer or Hillary Clinton. So the student, if it is a boy or a girl, was probably like, okay, this is cool. Mm-hmm. 
That's going to sound controversial because people are going to be out there saying, well, you're you're endorsing sex with minors. No, but this minor, assuming they're mentally competent, they're not having some kind of cognitive uh, handicap or disability, willfully engaged in intercourse or whatever you want to call it with this teacher. Eight times. Eight times. (laughs) Yeah. This wasn't like she slipped them roofies or her roofies and then uh, had her way with her. Right. Him or her or whatever. Should she lose her job? Absolutely. I think she should lose her job, but but spend five years yeah. in prison. That's that's, that's crazy as that's hell. Harsh. You know, Mike Tyson got six years sentenced to six years for the rape of uh, what was her name, Desiree Washington, back in nineteen ninety two, I think it was or ninety one, and he served three years of that six year sentence. So yeah, this lady is being her. sentenced to the same amount as what he got, basically for what was really a rape. Right. So, like you said, this boy is. His mind is normal. Right. Eight times. This was consensual. I wonder what happened. I wonder if the mother, I think the mother found out and was pissed off and started raising hell. And then the authorities are like, okay, we're going to. It's hard to tell. Could he, you know, I'm sure he told friends. He might have been trying to extort her too. That's true. You know, but he, you know, there's so who knows really what happened. But, um, Anyway, you know, in the article, it says that he, she begged him. So why was he putting her in that situation? You know what, what happened? Yeah. Begged, begged the student, never says him. Begged the student, but the you child, know, why, say. why the child, yeah. the child, 17 years old. But anyway, that's kind of. I, I graduated high school at 17 years old. Yeah. Well, you can go to, you can join the military at 17 with your parents' permission. You can do a lot of things at 17 and then 16 or 17 is the age of consent in some states anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Florida. No, this is Ohio. Oh, Ohio. I tell you what, there's people in Congress currently right now who have done a lot worse than this. Oh, and it's probably known they've done a lot worse than yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I think she should be fired. Definitely. Um, but to send her to prison for almost five years. Seems harsh to me. Hopefully, well, who knows? I don't know. This is a. I want to talk about this. We talked about this morning. You, you're talking about schools and safety. And remember that they sent us that thing about the kids are going to have a lockdown today. Yes. And they said that, you know, in case your kids come home and tell you about it, we wanted to let you know that we're going to be performing a. Uh, um, what was it called? A, a, a drill, a drill, a drill for lockdowns and for something else. Yeah. This, well, just to, you they, know, let yeah, us know it's a, this it's a lockdown is, drill, right? It's so in case it's, there's a school shooting or something like that. Yeah. It's terrible. I think that, um, our kids have to do that. You know, they have to pretend like someone's on campus shooting them. Yeah. It's terrible too, because if there is someone on campus, God forbid ever doing that, you know what they're going to have to do? What? They're going to have to wait for the cops to get there. Well, there is a resource officer at our child school. and most... There's one resource officer who has like a nine millimeter. Well, I think there's one, but I, you know, I don't know. There might be one on each side since Kaylee's in a K through eight school. Yeah. There might be one on each side. I don't know, but well, I think most schools in Florida now have an armed resource uh, Olivia's officer. Olivia's having one too, though. She's having a lockdown thing too. 
okay. at her school. All right. And now, I know there's one there's one resource officer at her school. Yes, her teacher's She's at elementary husband. school. Right. Her teacher's husband. Our teacher's husband. So we're going to have to, if this ever happens, God forbid, if that ever happened at your school, the kids are just going to have to wait for the cops to get there or hope that the school resource officer with his one nine millimeter or the two school officers with their two nine millimeters can take out a subject. Yes. And I know that at both schools, Kaylee's school and Olivia's school, both resource officers would not be able to chase after yeah. someone a with, kid. Uh, with a gun. Presumably. A yes. Kid. Well, because they just would not be able to do it. Yeah. But the thing is, is what, 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 what else could we do though? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the schools, we have, um, it's a closed campus at Cayley school. So already we're not allowed to visit yeah. and never have lunch with her. You can get in one way in her school. You can get in one way. During which is, school hours. Right. And that's great. I think that's great. Yes. All right. So that's one thing. It's a buzz up, you know, a little. So you have button. to limit entrance to the school. Mm-hmm. I think well, I know they're talking about arming teachers, and some states are doing that now. Some states are arming their teachers. I think what they should have, but there's no way I would want that. I think what they should have is an on-campus SWAT team. Well, you know they can't afford that, but not made of police so, officers, of teachers, of people who are otherwise well-equipped and well-trained to do that. Okay, so um, you're referring to the you know the staff at school then. Anybody who works at that school mm-hmm. who has the background to become deputized, a on-field uh, deputized uh, person to become then therefore a SWAT team person should be allowed to do that. That's what they should have in these schools. Because yeah. I guarantee you, if you were to do a background check of all those students, I'm sorry, of the teachers there and the people who work there, this different staff, mm-hmm. even the, the custodians potentially, there are people there who have been trained somewhere, either in the military or civilian or, or otherwise that are trained and can show that they are trained to handle a firearm in a situation where it needs to be. Yeah, I um, it would be, I don't know, I could just see them saying, oh, we forgot to do the background check on this one person, and then, you know, they show up to school because they're crazy. I don't know, yeah, I, I think it's just, it is risky, I think, to... Um, What's riskier, though, having that or having a shooter show up and there's nothing there except one school resource officer with a 9 millimeter, and then wait for the cops to show up? Yeah. And do what they did in that one place, what was that place where they had the shooting in Texas? Mm-hmm. The little elementary Uvalde, school, yeah, where the dumbass cops sat outside and waited and waited and waited, and the people had to force their way in there. And the one guy was a border patrol agent, was off duty, getting his hair cut. He hears what's going on. He says to the barber, "Let me borrow your shotgun," mm-hmm. and he went and rescued his child and his wife, yeah, and some other people. Mm-hmm. But that's what it took. Because the the uh, the officials there, and not to say this is going to happen everywhere, but if you just rely on the government to take care of you, uh, well, you, you hopefully you win, hopefully you turn out okay. But there's a damn good chance you're going to end up not having a very good outcome because the government there's there's no way to do things better than to do them. Uh, no one has your interest, but no one can do things for you better than you can yourself mm. because you have your own self interest. 
uh, if you're relying on the government to show up, they may do like they did in Uvalde and say, well, we don't know what's going on in there. We heard he's got weapons there and we only we don't have weapons yet. We don't have enough weapons. We're going to just wait. And they waited like an hour. Yeah. I mean, that's I've never of all the school shootings I've heard about or you know, I've read about. I've never heard that happening. You've never heard that. But who? this is the press we're relying on. The press, right. you know, the press is they're Right. It's awful. The way I, their I level the, of uh, reporting is terrible. Yeah. Now, Olivia's school, um, you could pretty much walk on campus. Right. You can walk right on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Kaylee's school is a little different, but Olivia's school, you can walk right on campus. I tell you what, there would be zero school shootings in a place where they, the school shooter was known if the school shooter knew there was a SWAT team there. Well, yes, absolutely. Not a SWAT team from police. Mm-hmm. A SWAT team made of, maybe it's a cop, maybe it's a resource officer, maybe it's the principal, maybe the principal was in the army. Maybe mm-hmm. the principal was uh, in a a Navy SEAL. Yeah, well, you know, or hey, whatever. DeSantis is um, <clears throat> saying if you're past military, right? Um, if you were in the service, they're going to, they will hire you as substitute teachers or, or substitute or, or as teachers because there's such a shortage. Good. Do you remember him saying that? Yes. And then he got shit for that because the, the teachers union said, well, they're not qualified. Well, I mean, they're bringing people over from other countries yeah. to teach. If they make that guy, that new cop pay the teachers union, I'm sure they'll allow it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't know what they can do to um, ensure that, the children's safety, but that's what they can do. It would be, I think more than one police officer for the entire school and more than, and maybe someone physically fit that, um, not that I'm knocking them, but you know, both, both resource officers would not be able to do much. I don't think. And even if they were, even if they were very fit, mm-hmm. they're still not going to be able one person necessarily take down a guy or a girl, possibly, but it's always guys that show up to do harm with, you know, uh, like shotguns or rifles, and they have a nine millimeter. Yeah, I mean, Florida is. I think they're very proactive on trying to keep the children safe. A lot of these other school shootings. I mean, I'm, I don't know how in the world these men, young boys, get on campus with rifles. I don't know. How did they just walk? They're allowed to just walk. So that's the, the doors? first thing. As a, I think what we talked about before was making the school entrances harder to get through. Mm. And then the other thing is, I think there has to be a hardening of the schools. And actually, uh, as Pinellas Sheriff Gualtieri, he's he headed a commission after the school shootings in Parkland, and he was the one that headed the commission. And they produced a report, and they said exactly that we should arm teachers. And, I, and when people hear that, they say, well, you're an armed teacher, so you're going to like get the English teacher. And like, have you ever held a gun before? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, well, here's a six-weeks course, and then you're going to hold a gun. And you're gonna, I, think, I think that's that's not the way it should be done. It should be done with checking to make sure there are people who are capable. Because there's people around you all the time who are armed. And the, me, I'm armed. If you ever see me out in public in Tampa, guess what? I'm armed. Mm-hmm. I'm armed. And there's people are all around you are armed all the time. And they're not always people who are uh, military trained. I'm not military trained. I trained for anything. But I'm armed. And if something ever goes down, then I'll be able to help take out somebody, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But let's raise the standards and say, because you're in a school, you have to have some type of formal education being the before or get some really intense formal education now and have a certification that is acknowledged throughout the community to be good. And you put that SWAT team in the school, 
there will never be a school shooter uh, attempt to go there. And if he if he does, he's going to get his ass smoked. Yeah. Because the SWAT team will smoke it. And the way I would have it is, is you have it where you go in and, and they have an alarm system that goes on. Somehow you, you have a you, – it's easy. You could put that – you could do it at Bluetooth even. You can have it to where there's a school shoot. You push the alarm. It sounds an alarm. It sounds exactly like an alarm. They know that's the lockdown alarm. All the teachers and everything do what they're supposed to do. They lock the children down. But then the SWAT team goes into action. Mm-hmm. And whoever they are, maybe the guy is busy changing the trash in the bathroom. And then he's part of the SWAT team. He hears that alarm. He knows he needs to go. And then they have a base camp where they go. They get their guns. And then they start hunting this person down. That's what they need to do. And if that ever was a case everywhere, you would have as many school shootings as you would shootings at NRA meetings, which is zero. Mm-hmm. You'd have as many school shootings as you would at the VFW, which is zero, because all those people are armed. And if school shooters knew that their schools were armed, they wouldn't go there. But that's what nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. That's what nobody ever wants to talk about when there's a, a shooting. It only happens in places where there's nobody armed. That that is obviously very true. Um, they're not going to go somewhere where you know people have guns all you know That's on their have- side. But you know, I still feel like I don't know. I feel a little scared about. You well, know, I wouldn't want just any random person armed either. That's the thing. You you know, you'd have to. Really, really. But that's the conversation you need to have, I think. Yeah. Start talking about it that way instead of saying. I mean, who's well, going to be in charge of finding these people? That's the thing, you know. Well, that's I the don't thing. Know. You can have it. I think, I mean, if we have read that commission report, I'm sure they've addressed that. Mm-hmm. But that's what we need to have the conversation towards instead of uh, no guns. Let's get rid of all the guns. And that's the, that's the cure is we're just going to get rid of all the guns. Yeah, definitely not that. That but... is the same cure as the cure for COVID was we're going to have COVID zero. You and I both knew COVID zero was never going to happen. Not all, not from the very beginning, but eventually we knew this virus is never going away. Mm-hmm. We both knew that. Right. The official stance on the government has always been, we're going to get to COVID zero. If we ever get enough people vaccinated, we're going to get to COVID zero. If we ever lock down long enough, we're going to get to COVID zero. If we ever force people to mask enough, we're going to get to COVID zero. That's an illogical outcome. It's never going to happen. And the other illogical outcome is we're going to stop school shootings and violent crime by guns by eliminating all guns. That's never going to happen. You have to mitigate your risk from COVID. You have to mitigate your risk from shootings. And the way you be risky or, or mitigate your risk from shootings is have have yourself be a target that is not uh, attractive to shooters. Right. I feel like I'd have to be on the panel to approve the people with guns before think, they're watching over my child like that. I do Otherwise, too. I would feel I would feel much safer if they just took three, you know, police officers or four police officers and, I think they should and have a, armed the I school. I think they should have a SWAT team of like ten. I've met an, I've met a lot of teachers and staff, so um, that's why I'm feeling like I don't know. Well, that's the thing is they wouldn't pass muster if they weren't good enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I would have a SWAT team of like ten. If it if if you said, look, in our county, it's known. That we have, each school has a SWAT team of 10. How many school shootings would happen? Only someone who wanted to die would do that. Mm-hmm, and wanted right. to die right away before taking out anybody. Mm-hmm. That's how it would, and there would be no school shootings in that in that county. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I, I'm glad that I believe most all schools in Florida, do they do have a resource officer. Well, the thing is, is so if, that's if, we, a plus. if we would have kept some of that money we sent to uh, Zelensky so he can have nice uh, green shirts and, and big mansions, yeah. $42 billion, that could, a lot of that could go towards hiring 
you know, people. Yeah. Well. It's so, so damn annoying. Uh, oh, well. This is, this is, uh, what else I want to talk about? These electric vehicles. I want to play this thing that you sent me, this electric vehicles. I sent it to you? Yeah, about electric vehicles on, on Instagram. Okay. So this is something about electric vehicles. If you think like electric vehicles are a good idea. Do we want to go all electric by 2035? Is it practical to do it now? Well, we can make this whole discussion easy with the two-letter word, no. There's no such thing, of course, as a zero emissions vehicle. The real question is, where are the emissions associated with the electric car? Because what you do with an electric vehicle is you don't eliminate emissions, you export them somewhere else. You have to dig up about 500,000 pounds of materials to make a single 1,000-pound battery. It takes 100 to 300 barrels of oil to manufacture a battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent of energy. Just manufacturing the battery can have a carbon debt rate ranging from 10 tons to 40 tons of CO2. And the plans that are in place to increase the use of batteries will require an increase in production of minerals like lithium, cobalt, zinc. Demand for those minerals will increase between 400% and 4,000%. There isn't enough mining in the world to make enough batteries for that many people for their car. Do we want... How, did, how many people do you think know that, what he just said, all of that stuff? Uh, most people do not know no, that. They don't know that. They think Which that, I didn't know anything when we watched about the solar yeah, panels. I, that yeah. was all new Planet information. Planet of the humans. That was new information to me. Yeah. So I think people that's driving electric cars, they don't know. That was from Instagram. That was from... Do we want to go They just know they're not putting gas in their car. Is it that was Rogan... Somehow it's going to be better. Rogan O'Hanley on Instagram said no, that. There's is, no such thing, of course, as a zero emissions vehicle. The real question is, where are the emissions associated Where are the emissions the coming from? Because what you do with an electric vehicle is, is you don't DC eliminate emissions, yeah. oh, okay. you export them somewhere else. You have to dig up about 500,000 pounds of material. So when they make these electric cars, they have to get all of this material from the ground. Mm-hmm. In the ground, I mean, all this material, the, to produce a, a battery, just, just to produce the battery itself, it puts you in the negative for these carbon emissions, which they talk about are so bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This is uh, news to a lot of people, I think. Yeah, it was, I forgot that I sent that to you. Yeah, but it made me think about it because of all these uh, all these vehicles that are blowing up here and after oh, Hurricane the Ian. Well, no, after Hurricane what? Ian, it says Florida's chief fire marshal and financial officer says a ton of EVs disabled from Hurricane Ian. It's from Fox News. EV batteries have been waterlogged in the wake of hurricanes or at risk of corrosion, which can lead to unexpected fires, according to Jimmy Paternus, state's top fire marshal officer. There's a ton of disabled EVs from Ian as those batteries corrode, fires start. And then these fires, they can't put them out. I've read about that. It's taking a lot more water, like four times more water to put the fires out than, mm-hmm. you know, than a regular car fire. Yeah. So on one hand, you have these uh, EVs that are being bought, electric vehicles, because they're told they're good for the environment. As this guy just showed you, they're not good for the environment. And then not only are that good for the environment from the manufacturing process, but then when you go and get in some type of disaster like this, which was not known before, mm-hmm. they explode. No, it's pretty scary. It says consumers are increasingly turning to EVs as the Biden administration continues to push a green transition to zero emission cars. Shortly after taking office, Biden announced a goal of ensuring 50% of new cars would be EVs by 2030. The president signed the Inflation Reduction Act 
a bill that includes provision that awards Americans a tax credit worth $7,500 per EV purchase into law August. So if you buy an electric vehicle, you, you get a get... $7,500 credit huh. from the government, quote unquote, taxpayers. So <laughs> it's insane because I, I, I just... Plus we've seen these people when they're charging their car. We've seen them do, you know, com, you know, do uh, shows. I could, did Michael Moore, which one did Michael Moore do? Planet of the Humans. Oh, so he's the one that did that. Yeah. And um, remember, they're plugging in. They're like, "How? So how does this work? How do you get energy?" Well, oh, we- it comes from the building over there. Where does the building get the energy? Oh, <laughs> well, from the electric company. Where's the electric company get energy? I don't know. It's kind of like back in. Uh, do you remember? Um, oh man, I should I should have brought that up when Rush uh, was talking about that woman who uh, she Obama cash and, and Obama had had sent her some money and she didn't know where it came from. And she says, from Obama's stash, I guess. Yes. That's what it reminds me of. Where does that energy come from? From from the from the stash, from Biden's stash, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have that video somewhere, I'm sure. I'm going to find it right now. But anyway, yeah, this is this is crazy because this, um, all these EVs are, there's no way it's going to work that you could drive an electric vehicle the same way you drive a gas car. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work. In certain circumstances, an electric vehicle will be perfect. Right. Well, your friend Spencer. He's got one for his kid. He said that um, um, they put, he said he didn't think they were going to use that much. But anyway, they put 12,000 miles on it. Yeah. In a very short period of time. Because they use it for very specific. I think it's fine. You want to get an electric vehicle, get one. But don't claim that you're going to be, you're you're being so environmentally friendly. And people that drive gas cars are, you know, are bad people. Yeah. You're driving, um, you're driving an electric car because it's convenient. It's a coal powered car. To drive, you know, zip around from, you know, close distances. Yeah. No, I think it has its, it has its role. Like I said, I wouldn't mind having an electric car if they didn't cost so damn much money mm-hmm. uh, for certain for certain things. You know, if we're just driving to and from the office, sure, it might be a good idea. Yeah. But you're not going to say you can't, you're not going to be able to replace all the you know, 50% of cars by 2030. And in California, they're going to make it illegal. They're taking what is a kind of a good idea for some things and trying to say, okay, because it works for this, let's make it work for everything. Yeah, it's not going to work. And I know um, Pete Buttigieg is, you know, um, he is, his goal is to put charging stations supercharging stations um, all over the United States. But could you imagine 50% of you know the population char- trying to travel and charge their vehicles? No, it's never going to work. How? And, like that, and like this uh, this guy was saying, there is not enough mining to take place to get these batteries. And then you know what you do with those batteries after you're done with them? We can't recycle them. Yeah. What do they, yeah, they just go in a pile somewhere. They just go somewhere. They go to the same place, I guess, they put the nuclear waste. I don't know. Let's see if this is that video. Let's go to the audio sound bites this week. Here's a portion of Ken Rogolsky reporting on WJR in Michigan. Two people this is here Rush Limbaugh, back in, in line the for Obamacare. Why are you here? To get some money. <laughs> what kind of money? Obama money. Where's it coming from? Obama. And where did Obama get it? I don't know. His stash. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he got it from. But he's giving it to us. So help us. We love him. We love him. That's why we voted for him. <laughs> 
god. Yeah. I don't, I don't care where it came from. And I filled it out, and I am waiting to see what the results are going to be. Do you know today how much money you're getting? No, I won't, but I'm waiting for a phone call. I believe it's coming from the um, city of Detroit or the state. Where did they get it from? The funds that was given by Obama. And where did Obama get the funds? Obama might have gotten the funds from, um, I have no idea. Tell you the truth, he's the president. In downtown Detroit, Ken Rogulski, WJR News. Now, let me, let me put this in perspective. This is the model citizen <laughs> in Barack Obama's vision. <laughs> Oh, the great Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> anyway, that's the same place where the, 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 where does electricity come from? I don't know. The wall. Somewhere. It's clean. That's all I know. It's green. It's not harming the environment. <laughs> all I know is it's, I plug it in, the electricity comes out, and I'm a good person. Yep. <laughs> I'm a good person because of it. Oh, what else is there? Alrighty. Uh we already talked about everything and there's one thing I was gosh, it's so scary to live nowadays, but God is scary to live in a Democrat city nowadays. This is from the Gateway Pundit. This is a terrible story. Homeless man randomly stabs twenty four year old Louisiana Tech recruiter or LA Tech, not Louisiana, Los Angeles tech recruiter in the back of the head with garden shears causing brain damage. Did you hear this? I watched the video. I didn't watch the video. You, I mean, honestly, the video, you really can't see what's happening. And this guy does it so quickly. She doesn't even know. Poor lady. She has no idea. And literally, they look like they're the only two people walking on the street. He's got a backpack on. He looks just like a, you know, I know they said he was homeless, but he looks just like a, you know, regular guy. And then literally, they just, you know, cross paths. And then he does it within a matter of seconds. And then she just kind of stumbles a little bit and keeps walking. She doesn't, I don't, you know, she, she didn't realize she was at hurt. Yeah. She doesn't know. And, um, it says it's terrible. It says, uh, Kylie Watts as the person who was, uh, attacked. It says Watts staggered to a nearby cafe for help, not fully realizing the gravity of the situation. She immediately called her mother, a psychiatric nurse in North Carolina. What's the odds of that? The suspect, Jonathan Cole, 30, rammed a pair of gardening shears with blades measuring four inches into the back of Watt's head. That's awful, isn't it? Now, this is a homeless man, right? So, I mean, there's a good chance that he is um, Mentally mentally ill. He's just roaming the streets. Yeah, this is what her mother said. Amy Watts. Uh, she said what happened to her daughter was a, quote, social and systemic failure on behalf of the sick people who need the most help. This is a problem that we as a society have to look at and figure out what's next because this is only going to get worse. You're damn right. L.A. Like I told, like I tell Kaylee, I said, most of the people that you see are homeless or mentally ill, mm-hmm. especially the ones that you see walking around talking to themselves are mentally ill. They're schizophrenic. Almost all of them right. that are talking to themselves are schizophrenic. And they're they're here on the streets, and there's nothing for them. There's no there's no there's no programs for them. And there's no programs. All they there's do no is for them to go except maybe they, they go get they a bite get to hurt. eat. They get hurt and or they hurt somebody, and they'll go to the jail or they'll go to the hospital or whatever. And then mm-hmm. once they're good to go, they'll package them up and send them out, and then that's it. There's no long term plan for the mentally ill. No, but there is a plan for the for the druggies. 
Yes, injecting stations, right? Yeah, so there's injecting stations, and I watched a video a couple of days ago about how um, you know these injecting inject injecting stadium, uh, stations are doing so great; they're awesome, you know, for their it's community. Terrible. You're so, creating more people like this. Yeah, so I'm thinking. I don't know, but their goal is though to keep people alive, keep these druggies alive. Okay, so these are people that are shooting up heroin, methamphetamines, whatever. They, just, they come there every day. They get high. Um, why aren't we focusing more on the homeless, the the mentally ill, not necessarily the druggies that are actually these people are just druggies. Okay, yeah. if they weren't on drugs, they'd be normal. Okay, but they're just addicts. Yeah. But instead, so we're, we're making, spending millions of dollars to make these little stations so people can go get high. And, and But really, we need to focus on the, the mentally ill, the ones that can't take care of themselves. And they're not on drugs. They're not on anything. They're no, just they're, mentally, they have a disease. Yes, they're, they're seriously, they seriously need a place to they stay. They have a disease that affects their brain. they need medical care. But we're focusing more on the druggies and let them, you know, supplying them with needles and um, like, why the alcohol. Hell, why the hell are we funding? Uh, why the hell are we funding the the preamble to World War Three? No, and and um, the director of this particular program was saying how. Um, uh, you know, all these people that are coming there to to his facility to shoot up, they've all been to rehab and it hasn't helped. Yeah. Well, that's because they're weak. It's because they don't want to be helped. Yeah. These people are weak. If you are shooting up drugs every single day and, you know, you, you have a husband or a wife or children, but yet you choose to come get high every day, that's called, that's enabling. Oh, no, no, no. They have an addiction. It's a disease. Well, they can call it a disease if they want whatever. I don't care what they want to call it, but we're enabling them. Yeah. Well, these people, I'm not enabling these, but this, these cities are enabling them. What is their end goal with these people? What is their end goal? Okay. Their end goal is to keep them alive. For what? That's right. For what? They must be, I don't know. Who the hell knows? Keep, I mean, they're just continue. sometimes though, when you try to figure out what the what the reasoning is for liberals, you'll go crazy because it's really does it doesn't make any sense. It's just like oh, well, let's look at the uh, transgender situation. You know, now it's now it's becoming mainstream now that unless you uh, agree with chopping a child's genitals off, you're a bad person and you're some type of a. a Bible pounder. You know, you, you know, you're just you're just a stuck in your ways you're an old fuddy daddy because you don't think a child should be taking hormones to to delay puberty and then maybe get their breasts cut off and maybe get their penis removed yeah i just read an article too about a um but if you try to figure it out i believe and she had worked the same job for 17 years um but the ceo once did you read this article yeah they she the person didn't want to participate in transgender surgery on minors right she's a christian and she doesn't support that cause and um so they fired her she's suing though i hope she wins like hell yeah but yeah but if you try to figure out the way they think you'll you'll look you'll go crazy because there's no it just doesn't i don't know you can't I understand that druggies need to be off the street. They, sh- you know, I've seen videos and pictures of, um, you know, California, for instance, where, yeah. you know, they're shooting up on the streets and they're pooping in the streets. Yeah. They don't need to be there. I get that. But to, if we're making them little stations so they can go get high. You're enabling them. Yeah. But what is, I mean, besides keeping them alive so they can continue living the same lifestyle. What's your what, goal? Yeah. Are you also what providing should, counseling? What they should, yeah. You know, what are, what are you doing? Uh, that's crazy. 
But yeah, let's. I mean, when, when I go to the grocery store right down the street, there's homeless people there almost every single day, yeah. and they want to take my cart, you know, so they can get the quarterback. Yeah. Um, well, could you imagine living in a one of these places though? How much worse it no. is? No, I mean, there's usually just one person at our at the grocery store, but I couldn't imagine tripping over people to get into the store. But. Like I was saying, now we're funding a war, uh, the preamble to World War III, it looks like, potentially. And that's where we're putting our money. So we put our money into injection stations, uh, creating wars in other countries. You know what the thing about this war is? Have you heard at all anything from the president of the United States or anybody in power, even any Republicans, talking about, let's have a peace deal? No, the only thing I've heard is them blaming them blaming Russia, blaming Russia on our gas prices. Yeah, and everything, and everything I, under the sun is yeah. blamed on Russia. But uh, gas prices, food prices, but, right? What is their end game? Is also what are they? Yeah. Gonna, what are they doing? Well, 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 only thing I know is we're supposed to beat Russia, whatever the hell that means. I mean, they, how what does they, that even mean? How is Ukraine going to beat Russia? We we know that's not plausible. I mean. When they say Ukraine's going to beat Russia, they say, well, we're going to get Ukraine's going to get Russia out of their territory. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to be the end of it because Crimea has been taken by Russia before. So don't they have to go get Crimea, too? I mean, if we spent 20 years in Afghanistan uh, trying to fight off people who live in caves and have a very primitive system of weaponry compared to us, it took us 20 years to get out of there. Uh, what's the chances that we're going to be able to fund Ukraine enough that they're going to get Russia, beat Russia, whatever the hell that means, and get them out of Crimea, anything short of 20 years? Right. This is just another, this is another permanent war. And we didn't want to get in it involved ourselves because they know that the pol- political uh, the political will of the people will not stand for another war that we're involved in, right? Right. So we're just going to. So we're not going to be in a war, but we'll right. fund this one. Right. And guess what? The same people get paid anyway. Right. So what does it matter? Yeah, we're not going to send our men over. No, we'll send our cash though, and we'll. we'll that's just crazy. And this is. Another... We might be talking about it still twenty years from now. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough for today because there's a few other things, but it's basically more the same. A uh, person got shoved in front of the subway in New York City. Person, Oh, this one's funny, though. I'll just do this one real quick. One of the most ridiculous police reform policies to be tried anywhere is currently wreaking havoc as implemented in the state last year. This is the state of Washington. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Passed overwhelmingly by the radicals in the state legislature, House Bill 1054 drastically limits the situations in which the state's police officers can engage in vehicular pursuits of criminals. Now that the law is in place, they are only allowed to engage a fleeing suspect once permission is given by a commanding officer, a rare occurrence thanks to the restrictive nature of the law. As of this week, it is now being reported that criminal suspects are calling 911 as they flee from police in order to report the officers for pursuing them, according to News Nation. What state is this? This is Washington. Oh, my gosh. This is from News Nation. A new law in Washington state that places restrictions on police pursuits has resulted in suspects calling 911 to prevent officers from chasing them. In one call released by the Redmond Police Department, a man admits he is driving on a suspended license, but tells the operator... When she asked him if he could pull over, he said, no, he's not going to get me. 
Back in January, the restriction put uh, on police that prevents them from doing their job caused officers in Seattle to stand down when the driver of a stolen vehicle ignored commands to stop and recklessly careened through a tight city block past several officers with their guns drawn. Officers did not have permission to pursue, so the driver sped off. This is stupid. If you are a police officer <laughs> in this state, you're crazy. God almighty. Ugh. Thank God we're in the free state of Florida, right? Yes. This is a suspect. This is a 911 call. Suspect. I have a cop chasing me in violation of House Bill 1047. <laughs> okay, where are you? The cop is not allowing me for driving, allowed to follow me for driving suspended. Okay, what kind of vehicle are you in? This is a real call. I'm in a red Toyota Camry with temporary registration. Redmond police are pursuing me behind violation of 1074. This person knows the damn... You know what? It's He's probably a lawyer. Are you able to pull over? No, because I'm driving suspended. He's not going to get me. Well, we know that the laws really have always been in favor of the criminal mm-hmm. r- rather than the victim. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me. The laws in favor of the lawyer who's going to defend the criminal. Yeah. The- <laughs> uh, it says uh, police. Ibrams continues that police say an officer followed the suspect who called 911, followed him under a freeway, watching him as he sped away. Yeah, okay. police officers need to move. They need to move. Move you to Florida, that? you'll get five thousand dollars, yeah, right? Signing right. bonus. Uh, is it five thousand? I think so. That's great. If you would like to join us, more Doctor Tommy shows are available on drtommy.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to come in the office and meet us, uh, we're such a just a fun loving <laughs> medical practice here, different than anyone you've probably ever seen. <laughs> You'll be able to come in, relaxed, and enjoy yourself, and then also get quality health health care, right? That's right. We are taking new patients. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, if I could see around Tracy. Uh, until next time, bye-bye.